Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Happy Monday. It is January 23rd. And I hope you guys are doing well. I missed you guys. Um, I hope you guys had a beautiful and eventful weekend. I did. What did I do? I did some. Oh, I went to Columbus, Georgia and spoke at Kirsten King's event. If you guys have been following me for a while, you know that Kirsten is one of my best friends and she had an event yesterday. So or not yesterday on Saturday. So I spoke and told people about YouTube and I was able to meet a lot of nice young people or nice people, period. In general, it doesn't matter their age. So I had a really good time this weekend. Um, got to pour into people, went to church, served at church. So that's my weekend in a nutshell. I hope that you guys also had a productive and blessed weekend. I know I miss you guys so much. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, so let's do our prayer. Shout out to get into today's, today's topic, which is how to dream again, right? Uh, I feel like for me, 2020 kind of like sucked all my dreams out. <laughs> it, it it just wiped all my dreams away. Life got really real in 2020. And now that we're coming on the other side and we're like, okay, it ain't the end yet. Jesus ain't came back today. So what do we do <laughs> to keep moving and keep uh, thriving and striving to what we want to do and getting tapping back into those goals? Not goals necessarily, our dreams, the difference between dreams, goals, and all of that thing, all of that. So we're going to get into that today. So let's go ahead and do our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up and allowing us to fellowship again on the internet another day. I pray that anyone watching now or later just gets a sense of peace and a sense of direction and that you allow them to dream again. You, Your Bible says a man without vision shall perish. So instill vision, dreams, desires, everything in them to light them up, to continue on the path that you have called them here to do. In your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning, you all. Good morning, Diwali. How are you? Good. <laughs> have a blessed. I hope we do have a blessed Monday. Good morning, L. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Aubrey. Good morning, such a lady. Good morning, Destiny. Oh, yay. I'm happy that you are all here. Good morning, she Amber. Good morning, Marta. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Cooking with Raw. Good morning, Stacy, And good morning, Melissa. I hope that you guys are doing well out there in these streets. I know we're back for another Monday. Uh, my dad asked me, he was like, how is Morning Motivation doing it once a week? And I was like, I miss them a lot, but I do like the freedom. <laughs> Ain't gonna lie to you. Good morning, Authenticating Beauty. Good morning, Danielle. I know the event in Columbus was really, 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 really good, but um, I had a great time. And good morning, Kevin from Jamaica. Wagwan. Good morning, Marcy. I hope that you guys are well. If you are watching internationally, good afternoon and good evening to you. Okay, so, okay, y'all. So, we are going to talk about dreaming again. Okay. So, uh, last week we talked about like what to do when you don't know what to do. If you started the new year and you're like, mm, the new year ain't giving new year new me. Uh, if you were feeling stuck, if you were feeling, um, just not really sure where to go, or you just felt like it wasn't time to like move just yet, then that video is for you. That was last week's video, what to do when you don't know what to do. This week, or I would say after we did morning motivation on Monday, I really sat with myself. I was like, Brittany, what, what is it? What's the next step? What do you want to do? Like what's, what's T sis, right? Sometimes you got to talk to yourself 
like you your friend like what's going on what do you what do you what's like not all the fluffy stuff no pressure no drama no comparison like what do you really truly want to do what does that new chapter look like or what do you want the next five six seven years to look like what is that goal what are those things at the end of the road where you can say I'd be so happy if this happened. You know, these are the experiences I want to have. And we kind of talked about that, right? So I started looking at my life as the experiences that I wanted to have. What, who did I want to, what did I want my career to look like? What do I want my family to look like? What do I want my days to look like, right? My biggest thing right now is ensuring that whatever I'm doing today is preparing me for what's to come tomorrow. I was watching Earn Your Leisure this morning. I'll actually share the video I watched this morning on the um, community page. I'll watch that on the, I'll share that on the community page after morning motivation. So you guys can take a look if that's something that you're interested in. But one thing that they talked about that's like spot on for what we're talking about today is preparing for what's to come. But before you can even prepare, how do you even, you got to really tailor it and tag and, and get clear on what you want. So I spent the last week really romanticizing my life. And if anybody, yes, the Chinese New Year started yesterday. Okay, so it feels, the energy does feel different. Okay, I understand we're in America for most of us or we're on this side of the world, but Chinese New Year was yesterday. Shout out to all uh, the Chinese folks out there. Happy uh, Chinese New Year. And I hope that you guys are having a great one. But yes, the energy does feel a little different, right? So looking at what do you want to do, but not just like what we want to do as far as like the surface stuff, right? We spent a lot of time on morning motivation, especially last year, talking about like the money, um, you know, all the tangible things, right? The things that you can do in your own strength. Right. You can get up and go to work and work in excellence almost in your own strength. Sometimes you got to call on the Lord. We know that. Right. But. Most things we, we were talking about, you can do in your own strength. Right. With with stop, We got to stop being lazy, you know, get up and get at it and we can make those things happen. But when it comes to dreaming, it's really hitting the things or looking at things outside of your scope, outside of your box. Um, the house that seems a little bit too much out of your reach or the career path that seems a little too out of your reach. But the thing that I've noticed about people, and I was studying a lot of people who have made it. I've studied a lot of people who have succeeded in their field, in their industry. The two biggest things, the secret sauce of it all, right? The secret sauce, I'll tell y'all right now, secret sauce of it all is really believing in yourself, like really telling yourself, no, I'm going to do it. Not even allowing yourself to go into the pit of, well, what if this is going to happen? And what if this and this person don't? All the pity party stuff, they stop it at the door. They truly find it in themselves to believe in themselves. Like, no, I'm going to make this happen. First thing. And then they're relentless. They don't stop until it happens. So it's the belief in yourself that I'm going to do this. I know that I'm going to make this happen. You know, it's like the speaking as if, right? Or the, the living as if. Um, life and death is in the power of the tongue. I'm going to make this happen. Not even knowing the how, not knowing the connections you need, not need, not knowing anything. And I'll give you guys a perfect example. For me, I am plotting out this year. I'm plotting out all of the, the events that I want to be at or that I want to go to so that I can network, connect, interview, 
my whole focus is getting back on red carpets. That's why I've kind of slowed down on morning motivation to get off the internet and get back into the real world. 2020 kind of took that from us, right? I didn't know if there was going to be any other events. I did red carpet hosting went out of my went out my brain, out the window, focused on YouTube. You guys haven't seen me on carpets, especially if you've only been following me for a few years. Y'all don't even know that side that I do interview that and I do uh, love red carpet hosting and I do all those things. Right. And so now that's my focus. OK, I need to be at this event, this event, this event. So I'm mapping it out. I'm mapping it out. OK. And then when I go, it's work. So it's, that's another thing. It's one thing to have a, a goal or a dream. Right. It's understanding that there's work that in, that you have to do. There's preparation that you have to do. There's things that you have to do to make your goals and dreams happen. So ensuring that while I know that that event is coming up in the meantime, I'm preparing for that event, right? I'm making sure my wardrobe is together. I'm making sure I know who's going to be at the event. I'm studying the people that might be there so I can ask interesting questions. I'm watching other interviews. I'm preparing for my moment. I'm preparing for my moment. A big reason why I know this works is because I've done it before. And that's a lot of time. I want to I encourage anyone out there to reignite your old dreams. What did you used to dream about? What did you used to dream about that you kind of probably put away? Maybe 2020 came in and shook up your world. So you felt like, well, that's really crazy. I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on the practical stuff, right? Because in 2020, we thought the world was going to end. At least I did. I know what was going to happen. All of my lofty dreams kind of went out the window for practicality, right? We were thinking about surviving. We were thinking about not, you know, we know what's going on. If you lost folks that you were going through all of that, there's been a lot of trauma, a lot of shock, a lot of a lot going on in the last three years. Right. But now that we're coming out of that, so to speak, and we're on the other side, and I believe that God is giving us room to get back into that kind of aligning, because I do believe it's with your goals. I do. I mean, excuse me. I do believe that those things you truly desire deep down, especially if there's no ill intent in it, that it is truly meant for you, at least for me. I can't speak for what your goals and dreams are. You know that that's between you and God. But I do believe the things that I desire are truly aligned with who I am and where I'm supposed to go and who I'm supposed to be. However, God gives us free will. You know, that's why I don't like standing on that, that phrase of, well, if God wanted it to happen, it would happen. Not necessarily. Okay. Cause there's free will. You can fumble the bag. You can fumble your blessings and all that stuff. So don't think for one minute, good morning that, you know, you're going to just get all of these amazing opportunities for your entire life and you get to pick and choose which ones to take. Mm, I feel like you get a few opportunities and it's up to you to be prepared. It's up to, to you to show up. It's up to you to recognize it when it is presented to you. I'll give you guys a perfect example. Something I, something that happened to me, one of, one of my greatest highlights, I can say. But it was because I was prepared. OK, so let me just rewind the clock. <clears throat> so for y'all who remember me living in New York and I talk about New York all the time because it was such a pivotal time in my life. It was something I did for me. I was following my dreams. Uh, I went after it. I didn't care what anybody had to say. I didn't care what anybody. I was fully living in what I felt at the time was my, was my purpose. And I really feel like I did that. 
like kudos to me. <laughs> in New York, um, had an opportunity to go and be, um, how did I even get this opportunity? I don't, I, I knew someone. So I'm gonna tell you about the second time. So the first time I, I went to Good Morning America, I was asked to be on a panel, right? I was asked to be on a panel for their online series and ended up getting on TV, on TV, right? For a segment. I was still, I was in the background, I was a little model, but I was still able to do that. That was the first time. And the second time, because I had made connections and because I was polite, some of y'all so rude, gotta start being nice to people. You never know who could help you. You never know who you may influence or help or whatever the case may be. Don't y'all. They said this in church on Sunday. You're always being interviewed. You don't know who you're talking to. And, and you don't know where somebody's going to be in 10, 20, 15 years. So don't think, oh, that person, mm, so I can talk to them like that. No, you talk to every, everybody's a child of God. So you talk, you give everybody respect. I don't care if it's a home. I don't care who it is. You give everybody the respect you want, especially if you call yourself a Christian. Okay. We are commanded to love each other. But if you're not, that's cool. But, you know, you still got to be nice. But you just never know. You just never know. So the second time I was offered the opportunity, it was only to be in the audience. Right. Only to be in the audience. Um, they had a new segment. This was when Michael Strahan, this was like his first day on Good Morning America. He left Kelly and Michael. I think that's what it was called, his show, Kelly and Michael. And then he was on Good Morning America. And this was like the big debut and blah, 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 blah. Right. So as I'm getting ready and I, this is the whole thing. When you film anytime you film like a daytime television show or a morning show, you have to get there at the butt crack of dawn. You have to be there at like 5 a.m. Like and if anybody lives in New York, good morning. If you lived in New York, you know that the commute. So that's like leaving your house at. Four, three, it was winter, so it was cold. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people miss opportunities. Oh, that's too early. I ain't doing that. It's too cold outside. I'm not getting up. I'm tired. Da, 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 da. Like all the excuses in the world, right? And while I was preparing to go on, uh, the show was like, I'm going to make sure I look so good because you just never know. Meaning I was going to be ready. I showed up hair, makeup, ready. Because on TV, when you don't wear makeup, you look dead. That's why everybody on TV wears makeup, because you just look healthy. You look alive. <laughs> when you're not on TV, it don't matter. But when you're on TV, makeup matters, right? Some people showed up like they just rolled out of bed. I was like, okay, that's, you know, no judgment. That's cool for you. And one of the producers comes back and she goes, okay, I'm changing the segment. I need you, 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 and you. Follow me. And I was one that was picked. One of the things we went backstage, they told us what we were going to do. Um, they gave me clothes. The makeup artists and hairstylists looked at me and said, we really don't need to do nothing to you. You know, you're good to go. So I was like, OK. And I had my little five minutes on the TV right behind Michael being a model, all of that because I was prepared. Nobody asked me. Nobody called me. Good morning, y'all. Nobody said, hey, Brittany, this is what you're going to do today. But something in me at home told me to prepare. So while we're focusing on our dreams, right, when we're starting to dream big, we need to be looking for opportunities to prepare. Say if you want to do what I'm doing. 
you want to host, you want to talk, you want to do podcasts, whatever the case may be, start. Because you're going to need to get these intangible skills of talking to, literally, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to y'all, of course, right? But this is a skill. I can look into this camera that's this big and talk to you guys as if, I'm, as if like you guys were right here. That is a skill. That is not something that just happens. For some people, it does. But for some people that want to do this, this is what stops them. It's it's awkward. It's it, it's, you know, so th that takes coaching. That takes skill. That takes getting used to. I didn't always it wasn't always this fluid on camera. You know, so don't look at people that have been doing something for a long time like, oh, well, of course, it's easy for you to say because you've been doing you do that. Like, no, nah, this took time to make it look easy. And I feel like that's what discourages a lot of people from doing things is the things that you see other people doing that you may want to do. You get discouraged because you're like, well, I'm not as good as that person. That person put in the work. Y'all ever heard of the 10,000 hour rule, right? I know my people have. I know y'all have. And if you haven't, the 10,000 hour rule, I think it was in the book, The Outliers by Mal Mal um, uh, Gladwell, Mal Malcolm Gladwell. I think that's it. If that's it, put in the comments if I'm if I'm wrong. By Malcolm Gladwell, it's called Outliers. Don't remember how I remembered that. But there's a, a passage in the book called the 10,000 hour rule. And the 10,000 hour rule is basically saying that you are not an expert in anything until you've put in 10,000 hours. Right. Um, whether it's playing an instrument, whether it's basketball, whether it's social media, whether it's whatever job you're doing, it takes 10,000 hours to do something to become an expert. That's why I like when the people that are the best, they've been doing it the longest because it's like clockwork to them. That's why for some people, it seems like, oh, well, they don't work or they don't, you know, it just it, they just make things look they make things look easy because they put in their 10,000 hours. It is easy to them now. But it wasn't easy to them when they started. Nothing is easy to anybody when they start. Even if it's a natural talent, you still have to cultivate certain aspects of that talent. Does that make sense? So don't get discouraged if you haven't put in your 10,000 hours yet. Always tell yourself, I haven't put in my 10,000 hours yet and learn from the people that you admire or that are doing what you want to do instead of getting discouraged by it. But I want us to start tapping into dreaming big, like really sit this week. This is y'all's homework. If you know, if, if you are a coaching client of mine, you know, I love to give you some homework. Here's your homework this week. If you still don't know what to do, if you're in 2023 and it's the you know, we're going on the fourth week of January and you're still unsure, sit with yourself. I mean, sit with yourself, meaning put the phone down, you know, kind of turn the music off, turn social media off. Don't ask anybody. You know, if you can get away from the kids, lock yourself in the closet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, sit in the car, whatever it is, but take a quiet moment to yourself and really reflect on your childhood. Reflect on the things that came easy to you. Reflect on the things that you overlooked. Reflect on the things that people have always told you you were really good at and what you should do. Because sometimes God gives us inklings on our life by with people. Oh, you are so good at that. Oh my gosh, you're so you're you're looking so unique. Do you model? Like what? Oh my gosh, you're so good with kids. Do you have a daycare? Do you teach? 
Like really pay attention to what people have seeded in you all these years. Also pay attention to what naturally comes to you and the things that you truly have always wanted to do. Like always wanted to do. If it's starting your own restaurant or going to culinary school or just what have you always wanted to do? I'm the type of person. I don't want to leave this planet with any regrets. I don't want to go to the grave with all of my dreams and desires buried. Right. And as you grow, things change. So maybe when you were a kid, you wanted to be a firefighter and you like, Brittany, I don't want to do that no more. <laughs> you know, that's OK. It's OK to say, well, I used to desire this. I don't desire this anymore. But if you think about it, you sit down and you reflect. And then you're like, hmm. You know, I think I kind of still want to do that. Like if I was given the opportunity, I would do that. And this is how you really know you want to do it. Would you do it for free? If you would do it for free, not forever, but if somebody gave you an opportunity tomorrow and you had the opportunity tomorrow or next week to do it and, and the kids was taken care of, the money, would you don't even worry about none of the, the house, it's hands, it don't even worry about that. But if somebody were to give you an opportunity tomorrow, would you take it? And if the answer is yes, then you have something. You know, being on stage, acting, all of those things came very natural to me. So I overlooked them. I dismissed them. And now I'm kind of like, hmm, because I'm not a spring chicken, y'all. That's the thing is like when we're young and we cute and we got it going on, our bodies look good. We think this is going to be like this forever. It's not. OK. <laughs> and I know that sounds vain and morbid, but take advantage of the opportunities that you have. If you are young. If you are, you know, and I mean, young, young can be any age to me. You're as young as you feel, to be honest. And with social media and, and there's never you're never like too old for an opportunity. It's elderly people with TikToks that are jumping, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But if you feel like you have gas in your tank. Then you need to be seizing opportunities. And that's on all Mary had a little lamb. Um, what red carpets would you host? You you stick around and see. I don't want to make that about me, but just stick around and see. Um, yeah, I'll tell y'all in a minute. Hold on. Hold on, Vesla. I got you. I was reading first Peter today. I'm going a little out of order with my notes. I made some notes for y'all. I'm going out of order. Um, yeah, but let's let's read first Peter. First Peter three and ten. And I was reading it because you know I told y'all I'm preparing to be a wife in the spiritual realm. So I was reading up on wives, reading up on husbands, and then there was instructions for Christians, right? And then it talks about how we should behave towards one another, and then something kind of hit me. It says if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Right. It says turn away from evil uh, and do good. Search for peace. And work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open for their prayers. But the Lord turns his face for those who uh, turns his face away against those who do evil. And when I was reading that. I feel like a big a big issue sometimes for me with Christianity, right, is I feel stifled at times from dreaming big because there are certain things that you'll read in Proverbs. Like I read Proverbs today 
and it was talking about how you shouldn't want certain things. And, um, you know, it's all up to interpretation and you can take it personally from where you are in life. Maybe something that's going on in your life triggers a anxiety or something like that. But that passage right there, this is Peter three and 10. If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil. And what I took from that is like, don't speak against yourself. Um, the same thing, life and death is with the power of the tongue. Don't tell lies, stuff like that. But if you're a good person, there's a lot of stuff you don't do. And I feel like sometimes as Christians, for those of you who are, it can be very stifling trying to go after your dream, trying to go after your goals, because there's like this, this duality of, uh, you know, if I go after this, am I seeking my life over God and things? And then it kind of, the, the air cleared for me because I, I went through that a lot, actually. Like if I go through this, is God going to be happy with this? If I go through this, there can be a little, I hate to say this, a little toxic positivity sometimes. You can, you can deal with being a Christian. <laughs> at least I've dealt with that. I can't speak for y'all. I've dealt that with that, right? Or at least a lot of... Um, self-deprecate, just like not energy that's I feel is conducive. And then when I read through through this chapter, I was just, or this, this, uh, this little snippet, <laughs> I was just like, well, as long as you're, as long as your intentions aren't to do evil, and as long as your intentions are pure, and God, people can see God within you, how you treat people, how you talk to people. For instance, the red carpet thing, me making people's day and turning around their 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 mindsets and making sure I'm not gossiping and making sure I'm pouring into them in such a positive way. Oh my gosh, I loved your movie. What inspired you? And I'm using that content for good and not evil. Then I'm okay. And I'm, I'm saying this because I feel like sometimes when we are trying to seek God and we're trying to do the right thing, right? We're trying to be good Christians. We're trying to be good people. We want God to be pleased with us. Sometimes we can get hindered by uh, certain scriptures or certain things are like trying this, this, this kind of fight within yourself. At least I can. I don't know if I'm speaking to somebody, right? I don't know if I'm speaking to somebody, but I, I, I do that. And sometimes I can keep you stifled. That can keep you from moving forward. That can keep you from dreaming. But the Bible says, man, without vision shall perish. So it's important that we have these dreams. And I don't, I want them out there. I, we already talked about goals, Right. Goals have plans and things like that. And, and dreams are part of plans. Right. You have plans within the dream. But I want us to kind of put the goals and the things to the side, but really dream. What places have you always wanted to travel to? What experiences have you always wanted to have? You know, what does that life look like? Really take time and envision it. Y'all, I got off Instagram this week. I just deleted the app. I need to go back on to post some things, but I just deleted the app. Because I was I was so tired of watching other people like it would that time took up me tapping in and tuning into myself. And that's why I say if you're in this space where you're trying to figure it out, maybe take a social media binge. Because all of that stuff can cloud your judgment, all that stuff can come in and have you second guessing yourself. And what should I do? And it doesn't matter the age. Sometimes it's not even life. Sometimes it's the kids that can possibly keep you from stop dreaming because you can't dream because you worried about feeding them, clothing them, school, this, 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 that, and the third. And I'm not saying that just because you have a dream that it's going to happen overnight. Sometimes it's a five, 10, six year plan. 
but don't lose sight of it. You know, keep it, say, hey, maybe you got to shelve it for a second. Maybe there's something going on in your life. Maybe you got little kids or something like that where it's not just, it's just not time, but never lose sight of it. You know, so now I'm starting to be like, oh, I want to be on this network. I want to go to this opportunity. I want to speak at this event. And I know I'm capable because I've done it before. One thing about your girl, I don't have to be invited to get in. <laughs> I don't have to be invited to get in. I can speak to anyone um, and not in a and not in an evil way. I'm just I know I have I've been blessed with the gift of gab, meaning people do not make me nervous. I can literally find a commonality within anyone. It, it had a lot to do with me growing up and moving around a lot. And that's the thing is like sometimes God, your God is doing things in your childhood to prepare you for your adulthood. You know, this was a skill that I had to harness as a kid, because if I didn't, I would be the only I'd be I wouldn't have any friends. I'd be out there looking crazy. So since I was always the new girl, I made an appointment at least to find one friend by the first day of me going to that school, because I would always come to schools like middle of the year. All of that. Right. So my mom moved around a lot. So I was never I don't remember a lot of first days at school where it was everybody's first day. I just remember always being like the new girl or being implanted in the middle of the year, in the middle of the semester. So I always had to make new friends in that regard. And what that did is it challenged me as a child. That's why I tell people, don't worry about moving your kids around. Sometimes it's better for them. So they're not stuck in that bubble of what they've always had, but teach their own. Like, don't get don't get nervous moving like, oh, my kids are They'll be OK. They'll be all right. New school, new friends. It'll help them be more resilient, at least in my opinion. Um, but what that taught me was you need to learn how to introduce yourself. You need to learn how to get up and speak to people. And so now as an adult, I can go up to anybody. I don't care who it is. I've been up to celebrities, non-celebrities, men, women. Famous people, non-famous people. I, I've, I've know by the time people leave me, normally I've know, I know most about their whole life. I know about their trauma, their drama, what they're going through. Just who I have. They, for some reason, people just open up, and I think that that's a valuable skill. And some of y'all have that too. Some of y'all listening saying, "I got that too, Britt. Use it. Use it to your advantage. Grand Rising. Use it to your advantage." All of those little things that you may be overlooking are going to help you reach your goals and reach your dreams and reach your truest desires. I know mine is because of that skill that I have is going to help me get on carpets. I just know it. I have. But you have to put on the, in the work. That is the secret sauce, too. That's step three. It's having. So first is is having this unwavering confidence about yourself. And that takes work. Sometimes it takes therapy. Sometimes that takes unlearning and unpacking and, and healing, you know, so having that unwavering confidence in yourself, being res relentless, not sketchy, not um, again, don't do evil to get to where you're trying to go. You sabotaging somebody, talking behind somebody's back, stabbing them in the back, trying to make somebody look bad, getting back at them, wasting energy on revenge. It does nothing for you. All of that does is bring bad karma to your world. I'm telling you, my karma credit is like an 800 karma score because I really try to I really try my best to do 
good by people. Do I do great? No, I cuss people out sometimes in the car on accident because the words slip out while I'm driving. I'm working on that. Uh, <laughs> but as far as as far as that, you know, when I'm around people, I try to treat people really good. And that matters, y'all. That matters. How you treat God's children really, 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 really does matter. Let me know if you guys have any questions in the in the chat. Is there something that you're dealing with that um, you need help with? Like, hey, Britt, well, what about this? Let me know in the comments. Thank y'all for being here on a Monday. I really, I really appreciate that. So some of these I've already went over, some of these tips, but um, and also what's valuable too while you're thinking of things that you want to do, you can also think about the things that no longer serve you. I think we kind of talked about that, but it's okay to let things go. It's okay to say, I used to do this and now I want to pivot. I want to change. I want to try something different. This was cool, or I did this for my parents, or I made enough money doing this. Or you know what? In six months, I'm not really feeling this anymore. Start dreaming. Start romanticizing your life and looking towards the future. And what does that look like for you? Because we can sit here and be like, well, what if it doesn't happen? But what if it does? You know, I want to be one of the things I want to do this year is be way more optimistic. I used to be I'm such a pessimist, such a pessimist, meaning I always could see the negative. And now I really want, and I'm praying, you know, this is my, one of the things I struggle with. I am praying for optimism. Start looking at situations in a different light, because if you don't, you will mess up an opportunity. You'll mess up a relationship. You'll mess up just experiences by having a negative mindset, not believing in yourself, not doing the things uh, necessary to shift your mindset so you can seize those opportunities. Because if you tell yourself there's none, there won't be any. And that's just how you really get out of life what you truly believe it is. So stop telling yourself. Somebody out there is telling themselves that ain't no more good men. Stop saying that. It is not true. There are so many. Ladies, stop telling yourself that there's no men without kids. That is not true. Men, stop telling yourselves that. If that's something that you want, that is not true. There are plenty of people out here in this world. God made billions they might not be in your little tiny region, but there are billions. Um, I see your guys' comments. Thank you. I'm going to get to them in one second. I want to say this before I read your comments. There's this thing going around about passport bros, right? I saw this months ago. I thought it was foolish because I was like, if you have to go to a whole nother country to be with someone because you can't find nobody in your country, then the problem is you. And that's how I feel about life. If you feel like if, if that's your mentality with stuff, that's just it. Sometimes it's you. <laughs> so we have to look. If I were to talk to that young man, I don't know if y'all know about this. So long story short, I don't want to get into it too much on Morning Motivation because we're not gossipy over here. But uh, there are men on the Internet that are really saying that American women are uh, there. They don't they play you for your money, all of these negative narratives, right? The things that they believe, which may have been their experience. Um, and so they're encouraging men to go to other countries and exploit their women, basically treat them less than they deserve just so they can sleep with them. And they're saying that they want relationships and all that. But to me, don't I, when I'm hearing them talk and relationships ain't coming out, it's really weird. It's really creepy. 
And it's just like good riddance, because if you feel that you have to go to a whole nother country in order to find love, then I know that that's you. That's a you problem. That ain't nobody else. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, we can paint these narratives in our mind and really, truly believe them and really, truly feel that way. And your reality is what you believe. If you believe that there's no good jobs, if you believe that, oh, it's a recession, everybody's going to die. Whatever you believe will be your reality. Always remember that. So when you are going through something, when you're thinking about something, challenge your beliefs. Don't just fall for the first thing that you think about. Don't fall for the first feeling and emotion, ladies, that you think about. Because sometimes our intuition is spot on most of the time. And sometimes it can be your anxiety. Sometimes it can be your self-doubt. Sometimes it can be your self-sabotage. Right. So question these things. Make sure you don't make any decisions when you're when you're when your emotions are high or low. Be in the middle, be rational. Be steady. OK, go into the comments. Um, Vesper says, do you feel like with certain dreams you have to be in the right city or state? I do. If you want to be an actress. You can't stay in Missouri. You can't. You need to go to the big three, New York, L.A., Atlanta. If you want to now, if you want to be a YouTuber, you can do that anywhere. It breaks my heart when people are like, well, I live in Ohio or I live here and I, you know, I don't I, I got to move to be a YouTuber. No, you don't. Because if somebody maybe want to go to your city Start where you are, then get your money to move. But if you want to be like an actor, yes. If you want to be like a, in sports or something, you got to go where the sports are. You got to go to, you know, it's like say if I wanted to work for the, the Raiders, I need to move to Vegas. If they don't have any virtual, they don't have no virtual positions, I would need to move to Vegas. If my goal, if my goal was to work for the best team on the planet, which are the Raiders, formerly known as the Oakland Raiders. Still a little hurt about that. Now the Las Vegas Raiders. But if I wanted to work for the Raiders, the best team in the world, then I would need to move to Vegas. Does that make sense? So yes, certain dreams, you want to be on Broadway. Broadway is not in St. Louis. Broadway is not in Arizona. Broadway is not in L.A. I would move to New York. And that's why it's important that we got to stop telling young people to have babies without experiencing their dreams, because you need that for you. In order to make those things happen, you need a little bit more mobility and freedom. When you are young and you have children, a lot of times your children come first. You know, you'll hear the stories about Taraji P. Henson, how she took her baby to Hollywood and made it work, but she struggled for a very long time. Okay. It's harder. So we got to stop telling these young people, oh, just have them when you, you know, when God quit putting that stuff on God. No, when you're married and you're settled and you know who you are, you know what you want, then you, you worry about that. Right now, live your life, enjoy your dreams and all of that stuff. It's so important. <laughs> you know, the best team in the world, Oakland Raiders, Raiders, Raider Nation. Um, <clears throat> but yes. You do need to be in certain places. But a lot of the stuff that we want to do nowadays, you don't like you don't need to live in a certain place to be a crypto person. You don't need to be in a certain place 
um, to do social media marketing or management or or business or anything like that. So you have to decide, is my is my dream physical? Do I need to go? Am I the tool? Like for me, I can't just sit at home and want to be a red carpet host. It don't work like that. I got to go to where the events are. I got to go and meet and mingle and be in the people. But if I only wanted an online show, I wouldn't have to go nowhere. I'm in my basement. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. So you have to decipher where your dreams are. Are they something where you something you need to do physically? Physically, physically. Or is it something that you need to get your butt, you know, you can do from home. You have to decide that. Um, hey, Chef. Chef says, how, how do you get yourself out of a deep depressive state? Um, one, get back into therapy for sure. Um, therapy is crucial to our growth. Um, the second, I would definitely pray. Of course, you got to ask God, got to tap in with God in that. And then the third is understanding that you have power, you know, and, and, and changing your thought process behind a lot of things um, sometimes helps for me. And I'm not a doctor. I, this is not medical advice, y'all. For me, sometimes I have to I don't label my sadness depression. Sometimes when I get in my sad funks or there, there's ebbs and flows of my sadness, um, I tell myself I'm sad right now. And sometimes I don't know why I'm sad. Sometimes I do know why I'm sad. Sometimes things trigger my sadness, right? If something sometimes doesn't go right or I felt like something was going to happen, maybe a relationship ended, whatever the case may be, there's something that can trigger my sadness. And then I kind of go down. I'm a feeler. I like to feel my feelings so I can get over them quickly um, or quicker. I should say not quickly, but quicker, because if if you hide and, and for me, if I act like something isn't bothering me, I'm just going to explode later. So I rather honor how I feel. Right. OK. In this moment, this sucks. I'm sad. I was I'm disappointed. I give my feelings language. Right. Because if you've never been diagnosed by a therapist or a psychiatrist, be very careful with that depression word. Life and death is in the power of the tongue and depression is real. Right. That is not a beast that we just want to take lightly. Right. So instead of automatically when I'm sad, I say, tell myself I'm depressed and not to say you, I'm just saying me. I don't tell myself I'm depressed. I tell myself I'm really sad right now. Uh, I feel this way because I identify. I dig deep. I even unpeel the stuff like a lot of times people stay in a lot of not you, but a lot of people stay in a lot of trauma, depression and everything because they don't want to do the They don't want to peel the onion back and get to the root of the cause. You know, I had to get to the root of some of my trauma was because my dad wasn't around. You know, and it sucks to say that sometimes, but if that's your truth, that's your truth. Sometimes our trauma comes from being molested or, you know, abused or there's a lot down there. So I have to peel the, the, the layers back and say, where is this coming from? Why am I triggered? Why did this situation make me feel this way? And if it's surface, like a relationship ending or something like that, I allow myself to go through the emotions, cry, be sad, a day of rest and no work. Like, because if I'm working, uh, I ain't got time. I need to be able to focus, right? 
So sometimes I have to take the day to myself. Sometimes I need to clear, reschedule some meeting, clear the calendar, whatever I got to do to take care of myself. Because if you don't take care of yourself and you're still trying to go operate in the world, you're going to slowly crumble. If you have that luxury, everybody doesn't have that luxury. Okay, everybody does not have the luxury of just pausing life. But if you do, sometimes you got to pause life for a second. You're like, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. I can't show up for y'all. I can't do this right now. I need to take care of me. I allow myself to feel the pain, go through the emotions, cry, watch movies, whatever I got to do. And then I'm like, all right, the next day I normally feel a little better. Or next day, I don't, I don't allow myself, though, to stay in a certain space. After a day or two, all right, get up. You need to shower. You need to brush your teeth. You need to take care of yourself because ain't nobody else going to take care of me but me. Right. But you got to get to the root of it. And sometimes that's going to therapy, sometimes being very honest with yourself. Sometimes that's unlocking old memories that really caused you pain. But don't be afraid of your emotions. Cry. You're not going to you're not going to die by going back. And experiencing something very traumatic, like in your memory. But if you don't unpack that bag, that luggage and that is just going to stay there like an old stanky trunk in the attic. We got to get down to the root of it. You got to unpack that stuff. Uh, you got to find out the cause. And then also for depression, don't put too much pressure on yourself on what you should be, should have, should be doing. That's like the comparison is a thief of joy. Sometimes you got to sit back and just thank God. Thank you, God, for where I'm at right now. Thank you for my home. Thank you for everything that you do have, because we look at Every that's why I say turn off social media sometimes because you can look at everybody else's life and see all the cool things that they have. And with y'all, stuff is always gonna be here. They ain't running out of no stuff. That's how I keep a lot of money in my pocket. I'd be wanting to shop and I'd be like, well, I'm gonna want something next week. If I don't get this this week, it's gonna be something else next week. Clothes is always gonna be here, shoes, bags. They're not gonna run out of nothing. I was on fashion file, right? Because you know, they Chanel bags are so exclusive and people things are so exclusive, you can't find it it's so exclusive. You can find shoes. You can find bags, the real stuff. You, They're out there. Don't ever feel like you're going to, uh, you're going to miss out. You're not. That's that's another thing with depression. Sometimes depression feels like we missed our mark. It's too late. We look at all the stuff that we regret. We got it. It's really how we look at our lives and how we see things that really can cause us to go into this mental spiral. Sometimes you got to you got to step outside yourself and be like, OK, OK, regardless of any of that's true, it's not helping me. So I don't got time to be looking at all of that. All right. Whatever. That ain't going to work. What's going to work? It's really a practice of shifting your mind, of, of understanding and giving things language and, and labeling things. I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I'm pissed. I'm irritated. I need more sleep. I'm restless. Like start giving more language to your emotions than depressed. That's like we love to anxiety and depression. Not you just saying we like to desire anxiety and depression us down to the socks. Those things could be what it is. But if you haven't been diagnosed by a doctor and even if you have like I have, you can still give other things language and not allow those moments to swallow you. And also this, always remember this. This too shall pass. You will not stay in that state forever. Even if it feels like you are, you will not be in that state forever. 
And so sometimes I just have to ride the wave. I don't swim against the grain. I don't try to uh, get myself like distract myself out of it. I go through the emotions. I go through the pain. If I have to sleep, I sleep. If I have whatever I have to do for myself to take care of myself in that moment, I allow it. And I give myself a little deadline. All right, B, it's been two days. Okay, let's got to, got to, get, got to get back to work. You got to do this. You got, and I coach myself out of it along with going to therapy. Okay, so allow yourself to feel, but don't, don't, don't be too quick to put that depression label on yourself. I'm sad. This sucks. This is just a sucky moment. This is a sucky month. This is a sucky day. This sucks. I hate it here. I don't like how this feels. Okay, but I'm feeling it. So feel it. Let yourself cry because we be trying so hard to like not cry. Cry. Let it out. Get it out. Get it out. So then you can feel better. You go, okay. I cried. Now what am I going to do? Okay. Well, right now I feel like sitting here eating ice cream and watching pizza. I mean, eating pizza. Okay. I'm going to do that. All right. After the movie's over, I'm going to go take a walk. Okay, get some fresh air. Okay, my life sucks. But you know what? There's things that my life doesn't suck. So that's that's kind of how I do it. Like, okay, this sucks, but God, you did give me this, and I do have 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 this, and do have this, and I do have this. Um, I put a link to my church down below. Yesterday, he talked about God watches our heart posture in the waiting phase. Sometimes we feel like we're depressed because we're waiting on something and it's not happening happening as fast as we want it to. And so we get anxious. And we got to remember God's timing is the right time. So you got to do something in between that. Okay. I know that was long and lengthy. I hope that hurt. I hope that helped. Um, that's true. It could be trauma or PTSD. Don't be too so quick to label yourself. Exactly. Um, very, very true. You know, give it, give, give what you're feeling language. You know, that's one thing. That's the best thing you could do for kids. Ask them, how do they feel and have them identify what they're feeling? Are you scared? Are you sad? It's okay to be sad. You know, and I feel like, especially as black folks, we weren't allowed to have emotions as kids. Okay. We weren't allowed to have no emotions. What you do, what you sad for? I don't work. You know how it is when we was growing up. We weren't allowed to have any emotion besides happiness. <laughs> if you was crying, they going to give you something else to cry about, you know? So we as adults have to give our emotions labels and language and it's okay. You know, nobody's going to spank you. Nobody's going to put you in timeout. Nobody's going to, those days are gone. And we can be triggered by our past and our childhood. Oh, some of y'all ain't cried since nine, the 99 and the 2000. Especially y'all men. Some of y'all need a good cry. Like, a, get that stuff out of you. That's energy. That is all energy. Get it out. Especially my men. We be trying so, women, we be trying so hard not to cry. Why? You are a delicate flower. You are supposed, you are gentle. You are supposed to be treated with the utmost care. And, and I always tell people when I'm dating, I'm very sensitive. Don't be just telling me how you feel all willy nilly. No, put some sugar on top of that. I am very sensitive. I will cry. If I, if I feel something, if I'm telling somebody something and I'm scared, a couple of tears might come with that. And so ladies, when you're dating, 
pay attention to if that man can handle your tears. Some men cannot handle emotions. I can't be with nobody like that. I can't be with nobody freaking out because I'm crying. No. Now I got to make sure I don't cry so you feel good. Well, no. <laughs> so make sure that we're taking, we're labeling our feelings. Uh, Kiki says subconsciously reprogramming, unlearning behaviors and beliefs and getting to the root of the problem will help. Give yourself grace and patience. That's a great one. That's what helped me get through my life's journey. A lot of grace, a lot of patience. Do not beat yourself up. Do not be sitting there and you stupid. That's the enemy. You better rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Because that's not of God. God would not talk to you like that. Chessa, thank you, Brittany. Not getting uh, too much into it, but I have a lot on my plate. And that's causing me thoughts in a dark place. And absolutely. And this is another thing. Y'all start saying no. No, no, you can't show up to that. No, you can't. I limit myself. I limit myself on how much I'm going to do every day. I do not just do everything for everybody no more. That's why I had to kind of pull back from morning motivation. I loved showing up for y'all, but it was it was it was getting to a point where I had to like, okay, let's reevaluate what's working, what works best for me in my life. Sometimes you don't have it to show up for other people. You gotta. I tell my friends, I love y'all, but right now I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. If I don't have it and I, I know that person ain't going to understand that I don't have it, I don't answer my phone. I text them, hey, you okay? Hey, I'm resting right now. Can't do it. I'll, I'll call you later. You know, sometimes people don't know I'm going through stuff. I just be like, hey, what's up? You good? And it's not to be rude. It's not to be dismissive. I don't have the energy to give anybody else because I got my own stuff. I'm on the, I'm on the couch crying. I can't get, I can't console you when I'm hurt. I'm wounded. So saying no to some stuff. No, we're not signing up all the babies for three different sports this year. One sport. You only taking one of my evenings. No, I can't show up to church Monday through third, five, seven, 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 did it, did it. You get me on Sunday. You get me on this day. Use me while you got me. <laughs> Put, start putting boundaries on your life. It's okay to. Be like, you know what? I'm not doing nothing today. If you're off. <laughs> it's okay to tell people no. It's okay to set those boundaries. It's okay not to work yourself to death. Make sure you are making time. Make sure you know how your cup is. You know, if my cup is getting too full, I got. Someone's got to ride the wave. Uh, the enemy wants you to be in the dark place, stay in the light, open the blinds and the curtains stay in the light. Yeah, I don't like I don't allow myself to just lay in darkness. Now, if I need to go to sleep, if I need to take a nap, but days on end, no, that could be very detrimental. Good point, uh, Vesa. In God's timing, not ours. Um, yeah, cry. Let that stuff out, y'all. Cry. She Amber says, I feel like crying is a sign of weakness and showing and showing that I've given up. And that's why I stopped crying. No, baby. Crying is the most therapeutic thing you can do for your body, your soul, that who that like that is all energy. You're letting that frustration, that energy out. Crying is not weak. That's stuff that they made up so that we. We would detach from our emotions as people because they looked at us like animals. No, it is not weakness. 
It is actually strength. It's actually very, it's actually a real strength to be able to tell somebody, you know what, don't, don't talk to me like that. Cause I don't want to, you know, you're going to make me feel the way. Or I'm crying because I'm expressing myself and this really matters to me. I wish somebody would tell me I'm crying. I'm weak. I'm grown. I'm a woman and I'm showing you this is who I am. And everybody can't handle that because everybody is not, um, everybody's not there emotionally. They were told the same things. Oh, that's weakness if you cried. Our parents, y'all was never given space to cry. But as an adult, I, and I used to be so mad at myself for crying and being so emotional. And that got to a point where I was just like, this is who I am. I'm a very sensitive, emotional person. And I need somebody to understand that. So guess what? If you, while I'm dating you and I happen to cry because we, maybe we had a little tiff or something and you can't handle my emotions. Oh, you got to go. Because I need somebody to make that space warm and safe for me and understand and not shame me for feeling bad or shame me for crying because it's just a moment in time. It's just emotions coming out in the form of water. Okay. Crying can be, uh, can be God, uh, crying can be tears for God to hear and bless your situation. True. I feel like it's just, it's just natural. It makes us human. So some of y'all just need a good cry. All right, y'all. I love you guys. I hope you guys learned a lot. Dream big. Make sure that you aren't putting so much pressure on yourself. Don't just label your, your situations as being depressed. Really give your, give your situations, uh, labels. Maybe you're just overwhelmed. Maybe you just got too much on your plate. Maybe you just got too much going on where you just need a minute. Hold on, hold on. Cause that can happen. Okay. But I love you guys. Um, yes, it's a cleansing period. Um, yes, but I hope you guys, I hope you guys, hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Stay blessed, stay safe, stay warm. I will catch you guys next Monday. I love y'all. Happy Monday. Be blessed, y'all. Bye-bye. See you guys next Monday.